continue to bring us out. Amen? And uh, so here we are on Mother's Day in order to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. If you're a visitor with us this morning, we want to welcome you. Let's, let's just do that. Come on. Online or in the house, thank you for being here. couple of traditions uh, that we have. Um, um, uh, where's, the, where's the birthday boy? Come, come here, Mark. Mark Wells. Uh, uh, Mark and my wife share a birthday together. I think there's another, maybe there's another, per- who else might have a birthday today? Come Vivian's not here, uh, Stutzman, but uh, you're going to help me, birthday boy. Let's give, let's give Mr. 16 a big hand. Amen. And I, and I hope that you make your mother's Mother's Day uh, non-regretful. But <laughs> she loves you, you know that? Yeah, all right. So Mark's going to help me here for just a minute. So on Mother's Day, we do a couple of things. We have some gifts. We want to just give some special moms uh, in, in the house. Not that we wanted to uh, uh, ignore all moms, but uh, I hope you got a flower uh, as you came in today. If you didn't, please take a carnation or two on your way out and enjoy them for the week uh, and, and that way. So our first, our first gift on Mother's Day today is, um, let, let's do this. Let's do the, the youngest mom in the house. How about that? Let's bless the youngest mom. So, um, uh, is there a mom in the house that is 20 years or younger? You got to raise your hand. Yeah. Okay, you and Eddie are disqualified, Lisa Hawkins. Uh, no, 25 and younger. We got 25, all right, 24 and younger? 23. 23? All right, anybody younger than 23? No, it's Kelsey. Will you take that to Miss Kelsey? Let's give Kelsey a hand right there. Perfect. I'm not done with you, Taylor. Come here. I mean, Wells. Mark and Taylor and Wells and last names and whatever. Here we go. Anyway, woman, that, that woman that God gave me. Anyway, um, here we go. All right, so we want to do this. We want to honor mom with the most kids in service with her today. Ooh, ooh, there we go. Mom with the most kids in service with her today. So has anybody got five plus? You got to raise your hand because, all right, Norma, anybody more than five? I don't see any hands. Give Norma uh, Schwartz a hand right there. That's great. All right. We could give this last one to you since you're the birthday boy, but you, you okay, I'm sorry. All right, so we, we're going to keep this category no matter what. We want to honor the oldest mom in service with us today, right? I think it's, it's always an honor to, uh, to honor the elderly uh, that give us wisdom and prove to us stability and show us the longevity of God uh, in faith and those things. And so uh, this is a day, uh, what's that? Well, the oldest probably would be the wisest, but we'll, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe she's the wisest. All right, so uh, this, is a, this is a gift where you can, hey, celebrate your age, right? And it'll be okay. So, do we have a mom who is 80 or over? You got to raise your hand. No, 75. Wow, we got some, we got, all right, so uh, 70. 70. All right, uh, so oldest, is there not a 71-year-old in the house today? No? All right, there you go, right there. So let's give them a hand, right? So thanks. We, we done now. Amen. Hey, come on, one more time. Let's give all our moms a hand. We love you. Now, every year, it's, it's a message I look forward to every year in a sense that um, I think it's a great time to just speak to the heart of who you are as a mother, who you are as a woman, so that you can hear God's voice to your life, and, uh, and you can put God's voice to who you are, what you do, the things you wrestle with over children, and, and those particular things. I, I think that uh, it's, a, it's such a unique way to celebrate moms. And um, so in this place today, I always look forward to sharing this message. Now, I want to introduce to you a, de- a mom today that 
You may not be as familiar with, but you'll definitely know her in a particular way. So turn with me, if you will, to Exodus chapter 6. And I want to talk to you, Mom, about how you are God's link to freedom. I want to share with you today a message from the Lord uh, that, that says something to you, that proves to you that you are God's link to freedom. In Exodus chapter 6, verse 20, we see the name of an incredible woman. Now watch this, Exodus 6, 20. Amram took as his wife Jochebed his father's sister, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The years, the life of Aram being a hundred, or Amram being a hundred and thirty-seven years. Everybody say Jochebed. Jochebed. Trust me, I let uh, the version Bible app read me the name so I could make sure we pronounced it right. Move over to Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. That was Jochebed. And the woman conceived and bore a son, and she saw that he was a fine child. She hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with uh, bit, bitumen and pitch. And She put the child in it and placed it in the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would come. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while the young woman walked beside the river. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman and she took it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby was crying. And she took pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you your wages. Take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. And she named him Moses. Because she said, I drew him out of the water. Father, bless the reading of the word to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart. Bless our moms today. Let their hearts be encouraged, uplifted, God. By your word today, in Jesus' name. And everyone said? I have a kindred spirit with Moses in a lot of ways, but in one way in particular, I, like Moses, have two mothers. Now, in the world that we live in, some might consider that a bad thing. Some might consider the fact that uh, maybe they came from a broken home and they grew up maybe in a step-parenting situation or those type of things or, or whatever. It's never been that way for me in the sense that, even not before I was a Christian, in the sense that I always had two moms and both of them loved me. And I never had a bad experience except when I deserved it. I like Moses sharing the fact that I had two moms in my life who gave me incredible things. Each in their own unique way. Moses had two moms. Think about this. It's an incredible thing. When we, when we really sat down to it, and, I, and I'll just say this to you, and, and you've heard me say it again before, uh, I think it's important to address the fact that the world that we live in, it, part of, of, of what we experience in life and those type of things is, is the brokenness of family and homes and those type of things. But I'm going to say to every parent and every mom, and I'll continue to say it, it's not a biblical concept, step-parenting. It's not. I never felt like something less than. 
Never. And so we challenge everyone that when you marry, you marry. Hello, somebody. And when you have children, you have children. And they're yours. I'm sure Moses never, ever experienced less than from Pharaoh's daughter. The Bible says, and she became, or he became to her a son. And, and, and technically, and I'll just say this, Jesus himself was a stepchild. But the Bible says Joseph was his father. I, I don't have time to argue the theology over that today, but. Marrow Coffee Graham. Maybe you don't know her. She's the mother of Billy Graham. That's her name. Marrow Coffee Graham. She said this, and this is a quote. I put it up here because I, I want you to see this quote. When God and his word are given their rightful place in the home, it is then that we who are mothers have in some measure discharged our responsibility to those God has given us. Then and only then can we look at our children and at the future with confidence. Think about what she just said. When a mother faithfully discharges who she is over those God has given her to be a steward, think about what she's saying. Then and only then can we look at our children and with future and confidence. Hello, somebody. When Brenna, when Brenna was younger, he's not in here so I can talk about him. Uh, and Renee was trying to help him in a little school or a little church play. And uh, if you ever knew Breno back then, he was shy and, you know, didn't have a lot to say. And, and so uh, and Renee's teaching him this part for the church program. And, uh, um, and, and, and so Anne Renee and Breno had gone over it, over it, and over it, and over it, and over it, and over it again. And, but when it, it came time for Breno to stand up in front of everyone in church, he, his mouth got dry and his mind went blank. And, and, and so he, he didn't know what to say. And Anne Renee, being the good mom that she is, had postured herself in the front row so Breno could see her. Just in case. She began to try and help Breno with his lines. And she began to form the lines with her mouth. Not speaking out loud, but just forming the words on her lips. And nothing happened. And Breno stood there, mouth dry, mind blank, standing in front of everyone. He, did, he didn't know what to say. And finally, in desperation, Anne Renee just whispers it out loud enough for him to hear. I am the light of the world. And Breno's face pops right up instantly as if, aha, yes, I remember. And in confidence, he said, my mother is the light of the world. <laughs> uh, Brenda, that didn't actually happen. That was a joke. <laughs> We went to see Brenda and her play, uh, Little Women, this week. And, and uh, yeah, I, all I got to say is if you get to go see it, it'll be great. Uh, and I'm just going to say this, Brenda killed it. <laughs> I don't say anything else. She did great. I, I went into that story having no idea. The story, the book, the movie of, of the little women. I, I mean, I, I knew nothing. And, and I find myself about three quarters of the way through uh, uh, the play going, wait, what? And I, I'm actually, Breno's sitting next to me, Googling what's going to happen next in this thing. Sucking snot, you know, trying to, anyway. I want to talk to you about a woman who you may all of us may consider or even think of, of, of not very significant in, in, in the whole grand scheme of everything because we read about her in Exodus chapter 2, but we don't see her name until Exodus chapter 6. Jochebed. Now we know her as the mother of Moses, but she's also Miriam and Aaron's mother. 
We have these three amazing Bible characters, Miriam, Aaron, and Moses, yet we rarely talk about their mom. So much so that even as a Bible student, I had to let a Bible app read me her name so that I made sure I pronounced it right. Jochebed. And like many other mothers, she's probably only known because of her children. Ooh, hello somebody. And everything, everything in her life was against her being a good mom. I need you to hear me today, moms. Everything in Jochebed's life was against her being a good mom. Come on, you think you're the only one, mom. You think you're the only one who's got everything warring against you being a good mom. You think that maybe you felt like a failure at time because of something that's happened or, or something you couldn't make happen or a situation in the world that you lived in kept you from feeling like you were a good mom. Listen, everything was against her being a good mom. Her husband was little more than a slave. Hello, somebody. Come on, there's moms in here who feel like their husbands are a little more. Well, we'll just go on from that because it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Pharaoh himself had made it miserable for all the Jews because he had decreed that all baby boys were to be cast into the Nile. Miriam is in between 13 and 15 years old. Aaron is in between 3 and 5 years old. So they're safe. The problem is Jochebed was expecting another baby. And I bet, I don't know, but I bet in her mind, in the, in the situation she's living in, the world she's living in, she's hoping against hope that it's a girl. Who, what mom wouldn't in this situation? Because she knows if it's a little boy, what happens instantly? The crocodiles are going to sleep well. If it's a boy. But, everybody say but, come on. As only a mom could know. God's plans don't always call for a life of no problem. Ooh, come on, mom. You, like nobody else, knows that. Y'all can help me today. And guess what happened? She gave birth to a boy. Come on, Lord. It was, in a sense, though, to me, as I read the Bible, a twin birth. Because not only was a great man born that day, but a great mom as well. Ooh, come on. You see, today, we've come to celebrate moms. But here's what I want to encourage us today, church. You know what we should also come to do? Battle for them. We should come to battle for them. Because they, like no one else, understands that God's plans don't always call for a life of no problems. Hello, somebody. We, like, like, they, like no one else, can understand that giving birth to something is so unique. Giving birth to a baby is so unique in all of the created cosmos. It's great to celebrate moms. But it's a whole other thing when the church commits to battling for them. You have no idea, like Jochebed, that day, you have no idea, mom, how big a key you are to God's freedom. She could not have imagined that day when her hopes were crushed, that a baby boy was born, that because of her future decisions, that very baby boy would be used by God to set his people free. She had no idea, there was no way she could know that. Mom, in here today, you've been in a battle and things are set against you. And I understand in the world that we live in, you can't even be called a mom anymore. Now, you're, you're supposed to be called birthing people. I just got, I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. The whole world, this lost, broken 
satanically demonic attacked world is against who you are as a mother. Why? Because Satan himself knows that you are the giver of life. Come on, somebody. Church, we should be committed to battling for our moms. Jochebed, let me show you a couple of things here about her because I, I want to get you out of here so you can enjoy the day. Jochebed, her wisdom. Mm, come on. She knew in her heart that it was better to obey God than man. And, 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 and her mother's love refused, refused to let her obey a law from that wicked Pharaoh. Because to him, a baby was an enemy. Especially a baby boy. Come on, somebody. And so he had designed a plan to get rid of baby boys. Because boys would grow up to be strong and compete against him. And so like all evil powers, he works with brute force. But there's one thing he forgot. Babies have mothers. Oh. Mm. There's no wrath like the wrath of a mom. Hello, somebody. I, I, I know that like we were on the mountain in Colorado at 10,000 feet. And, and Josh said, look, you know, you encounter a, a black bear, it's fine. Right? Back away. Give it its space. Don't run because it triggers its instinct to chase. But if you counter a mama bear and she got babies, it's time to pray. She's not evil. Hello, somebody. She's just a mama. Come on. See, Pharaoh forgot something about babies. They all got mamas. Yeah, listen to me, church. I, I think the world has forgotten something about babies. Hello, somebody. Uh, they all got mamas. And a godly mama, her love is stronger than any evil. Guided by wisdom. God gives a mother love that can defeat the devil himself. Y'all don't believe what I just said. Y'all don't believe what I just said. I said, guided by love, God can defeat the devil himself. Oh, mom's love. Y'all don't believe what I just said. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. It was through motherhood that God would send his son into the world to defeat Satan completely. Oh, come on, somebody. A mother's love. God has found a faithful mother in Jochebed. And through her love, he's, God is going to raise up a deliverer. I, I need you to understand something. God is still in the raising up of deliverer business. I, I don't know what y'all want to do. Now, we've got the ultimate Savior, amen. But this world still needs a few Moseses. So I don't know about you. This world still needs some Jochebeds. The book of Hebrews says she acted in faith. Not disobedience to the law. She acted in faith. That's what the book of Hebrews tells us about Jochebed. She trusted that her child was given to her by God for more than just crocodile food. Come on, mom. Your child is given to you for more than just, just food and fodder for this world to consume and destroy. If you don't fight for them, who's going to? If you don't keep them from the crocodiles of the world, who's going to? If you don't put them in a basket and pitch it with oil so it doesn't sink and drown in this world. If you don't place them in the right place so that as they go down the river of life, they could run into a place of safety where they can... Y'all no, no, don't see. I wish you read the Bible like I did. I don't... A baby, you know what a baby is? You want me to tell you what a baby is? A baby is a bundle of possibilities. Hello, 
somebody. Does y'all ever get mad in this place about crying babies in the sanctuary? Don't bother me a bit. There's a time to deal with babies. Hello, somebody. If you need to step out for a minute and deal with a cry, do that. But Pastor Don's not violated. Biggest honor I ever had. Well, not it. It's a big honor. Last week after service, when everybody was gone, there was two little boys in this church. One of them came up to me and he said, Hey, Pastor Don, he's got his little name tag on his back back there. He's got his little tie on. His shirt's untucked. I don't know if his mom tried to tuck it in before and he took it out. I don't care. You know what he did? Right there in that center aisle, after everybody was gone, he came up to me and he said, Hey, Pastor Don, can I ask you a question? And I was like, Absolutely, buddy. And so I knelt down beside him. And I said, What do what you want to know? He said, Can I have your job? Come on, somebody. I grabbed him by the hands, and I said, can I pray with you? And you know what I prayed? I said, God, the same gift you gave me, I give to him right now in the name of Jesus. He's a bundle of possibilities. He might be a terror, but one day somebody's going to loose him on the devil. Hey, somebody. And afterwards... I know I've missed a couple of Sundays around here just because of scheduling and things like that. There was a little boy on the stage, a different little boy. And he came up to me and he said, Hey, Pastor Don, how much longer are you staying? I said, Well, it's time to... Everybody's going home. It's time to go home. He said, No, 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 no. Like, how much longer before you retire? And I said, oh, oh, but I, I don't know that you retire from the kingdom of God. And he said, good, because I don't want you to leave. Hey, come on, someone. You know what babies are. They're a bundle of possibilities. Y'all better believe. That's what I believe. And I prayed with him, and I was like, hey, Lord, keep us together forever. I said, one day, man, I hope I'm walking in here with a walker, maybe in a wheelchair, watching you preach. Come on, somebody. Mom, you may be discouraged right now. I got a word for you. God gave me a word. I'm not, I'm not as prophetic as all these other prophets running around here, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes God gives me a word like that. I just get all excited, so excited, I got to go buy some new shoes to tell you. God gave me a word for you moms. I came today to prophesy to you. You need to press in and press through because God has ordained your child for things so great you can't even fathom. And you are the key to God's freedom in this house, in this world. Mom, press in and press through. Because of a mother... A baby can grow up and be an overwhelming force for good. And that's why, Mom, that's why all hell is against you. This is why motherhood is under attack. Because you are God's link to freedom. Think about how hard it was for her to hide a baby for three months. Hello, somebody. Tension. It had to get too high. The pressure had to get too much. And she realized she couldn't go on hiding him. And, 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 but she's not going to give up. She's not going to give up. Come on. You ever felt some tension, Mom? You ever felt some pressure? Come on, Mom. She must have prayed. How, how much? Only a mom can know how much she prayed. Mm. Working out a plan. Things look dark. Come on, Mom. But she faced a dark future with the light of faith. I, I got it. Come on, Mom. I, I know, Mom, sometimes you wonder about God's timing. 400 years, Israel was in Egypt. God waits till Pharaoh orders all baby boys killed. To bring a deliverer on stage. 
And it's here. It's here in the context of danger, mom. It's here in the context of danger. That God knew that Jochebed would be a great mother. Because she's the only hope for the survival of Moses. She could have surrendered to the inevitable. She, she could have followed suit like all the other moms around her. But by faith, she bucked the system. Come on, church. She took the same radical approach, mom, that God did. If he's going to give her a baby boy at just the worst possible time, she's going to hide that baby in the very spot where babies were being drowned. Oh, the wisdom right on the river bank. Now, logic would tell you that if babies are being thrown into the river, it would be wise to take that baby as far away from that place as possible. That's what wisdom would tell you. But the wisdom of a mother is not often logical. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Nevertheless, it's effective. There's not a person in this room who's never looked at themselves in the mirror and said, I should have listened to mom. (laughs) It didn't make no sense. I thought she was crazy in it. There's a couple of truths for you today, mom. Tension and anxiety and problems. They come into a home. They come into the life of a mother. Yet God still calls the very best out of her in those moments. Let me ask you something, Mom. Do you have the eye of faith that sees purpose even in problems? Or do you let defeat drag you down? Hello, church. Hello, church. The second one is, God does not hand down a copy of the plan for you to follow. Mm. He, he works within the very thinking, the very thinking of Jochebed. She had to think up a plan herself with all her wisdom that she had been given and go in faith not knowing the outcome. Go in faith not knowing the outcome. Mom, here's why you struggle so much. It's because you want to know the outcome. You're so desperate in your love for your children that you just want to know that they're going to be safe. You just want to know that they're going to be okay. You just want to know that they're going to be taken care of. You just want to know that there's good for them. And sometimes you get paralyzed by the problems. Oof. Mom, let me tell you this. When you've done your best, God will do the rest. I, 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 I wrote that down and highlighted it. I put it in a PowerPoint because I want you to remember. When you've done your best, God will do the rest. Hello, somebody. Listen to me. I, I don't know if the PowerPoint's having problems today, but there's a copy of my notes on the website. You can get it. I, I need you to be encouraged right here because his provision works things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, Mom. Do you know that scripture, right? And see, faith uses means. Help me out. Faith uses means. You, listen, you, here's what you don't say. You don't say, I have faith that God will work it out and then do nothing. Faith without works is dead. Faith says that God will work out what I do. It's blind faith that says I'll do nothing and just trust God for me. Faith doesn't say I don't have to bother with putting pitch in the basket. If it gets knocked into the river, God will preserve the baby. No, that's not faith. That's called presumption. And a mother's wisdom says I must do 
I must do. I know what a mother's with. I must do those things that I must and can do and leave the results to God. So you know what she does? Jochebed. She makes a basket and she seals it with pitch. She's doing her part. All the while, her heart has to be breaking that she's got to put her three-month-old in a crocodile-infested river and float him. In her pain, she works in faith. In her desperation, she works in faith. And not knowing the outcome... She works in faith. Mom, here's what I'm calling. Here's what I feel like God is telling us to do. Like, listen, in obedience, a mother became an important link to God's plan to deliver Israel. I want you to understand, it was faith that moved her to that. And God rewarded that faith. Listen to this. It was Moses' very mom... Jacob, that Pharaoh's daughter chose to raise him. Sometimes you think you give something away and God gives it right back. I need you to understand. See, you've been holding on to some things, Mom. Because you think even if I give it back, it might be years before God gives it back to me. Even if I sacrifice, it might be years before. No, listen, she floated that baby. Miriam followed it right down the bank, had a conversation with Pharaoh's daughter, and he came right back to joke of it. God rewards faith, Mom. Wisdom is a good thing. Let's look at her work for a minute. Now, Jokobit's only got him for three or four years. That's not a lot of time, for, you know. In the grand scheme of things in life, we think, man, three or four years is not a long time. But she had him for those years. And in those years, she gave him love and security. And that determined a lot of his personality. Come on, come on. The first and most enduring ideas of God comes from parents. Can I say that on Mother's Day? Is that all right? Modern day uh, psychologists, and, and we can debate about the goods and bad of psychology and, and those type of things. But this is what they say. They tell us that what a mother does with her child in the first three to four years establishes that child's attitudes, characteristics, and the way they think. It influences their relationship and behaviors for the rest of their life. Think about this. If we think about the evilest of people that have existed, we could name names. But in their conversations, most of them would tell you that they had a negative relationship with their mom. Hello, somebody. And this is a challenge to all of us. If mom is God's link to freedom, we should make sure we do whatever we can to continue to be linked to that. And I know we could run all kinds of what-if scenarios. But here's the thing. In in, in my line of work, what-if, why is it always negative? Why can't the what-if be positive? What if we press through and God does a miracle? What if we press in and God uses that for freedom? So important is the mother to a child that most cases the will to even live is lost without a mother. I had the benefit of going to Haiti uh, right after the uh, earthquake and and going into some orphanages and and seeing babies who had no moms. We have video of of one baby who was, um, you know, nine months or so old and um, it had never been held by its mother. As a matter of fact, this particular baby hadn't been held by anybody. 
And because of the lack of touch in this baby's life, it had a lot of growth problems. And so the orphanage itself, I have actually a video of this. The orphanage of itself had hired women to come in and just hold this baby. And hold this baby. And hold this baby. And they had three shifts of schedules designed for this baby alone because it suffered from a lack of touch and they were actually worried that even though the baby was completely healthy, it was not going to survive. Even with everything they were doing. And when you look at the baby, it's almost as if it looked through you. It, it had no understanding this child. I have video of this and, and I come across it every once in a while and, and I sit and watch it and, and, and even now I'm thinking how powerful is the touch of a mom? It gives us even the will to live. The most important work of a mother is love. And I'm going to say this with every bit of just belief that I have in me. I believe it to be true that written in the very nature of mankind is the need to be loved. For all mankind, what it is, I believe that the love of God is seen through the love of a mother. Jochebed receives her son from Pharaoh's daughter for just a little while. And we think, man, that's sad. But here's the truth, mom. It's the same for you. You have received your child from God for just a little while. Mr. 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 Wells is 16 today. Can I mean, what happened? Like, two months early, he couldn't even wait to be born. But can you, today, Joe and Tanya, sit here in this place and ever dream that he would be, he's 16, how fast did that go? Like, we're only giving our children for a little while, regardless. Hello, somebody. Regard, come on, church. No one is different. If we could see it and realize how soon... that our children will actually be in Pharaoh's palace. Think about that. And if we don't prepare them, they will certainly fall to the traps of this broken world. It's no different for us than it was for Jochebed. It's no different. It's the same. Our children are given to us for a little while, and then very soon they're going to be in Pharaoh's palace. Better that Moses be eaten by crocodiles than to live without God. Let me tell you something, Mom. Better that your kids don't have bad friends than no friends at all. Come on, Jochebed, rise up. That person is not your friend. They're a crocodile. They're going to eat you. You might be mad at me right now and not understand what I'm doing. But what I'm actually doing is pitching your basket so you don't see. Hello. Come on, Jochebed. Where you at? They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Better that our children don't grow up without God. Come on, church. Jochebed not only nursed his body with her milk, but she filled his life with the milk of the word of God. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know, maybe, uh, just me, I could be wrong. God will correct me when I get there. But I cannot believe, I cannot believe within my spirit that there wasn't continued contact with Moses and Jochebed all his life. He left at four to go to Pharaoh's palace, but I am sure there were regular visits between Moses and Jochebed. Come on. 
Come on, church. I can't imagine that in his life it would have just been cut off and empty. She was there anyway. She was always there, Mom. Aren't you always? Come on, somebody. I know sometimes your kids complain. You're always in the... Come on. I believe she continued to have influence in his life years after he was growing up in the palace. I just believe that. And see, Mother's Day is a day of praise and poetry for mothers, but not for just motherhood itself. Am I right? Because see, just to physically bear children, that's a wonder in, in and of itself. But not worthy of honor itself all alone. Because moms can birth children and have total neglect of their kids. They sacrifice them for their own pleasures. Mothers can lose all the blessing of motherhood because of self-centeredness. Jochebed was a child-centered woman. She took great risk for the sake of her children. She realized that a child can be a tool that God can use to change the future for good. I, I, I challenge any of you in this church, you show up here on a Sunday afternoon when these youth groups are meeting, and your faith will be inspired by theirs. And you'll understand that in this house are some young people who God is going to use for a tool for good. You know what I want to do? I want to give this church and the kingdom of God not only to those two young boys who came up to me. I want to give it to all of them. I want to watch what God will do with all of them because they are tools for God's good. So she gave her full sake for making her baby the best possible instrument that God could use. I, I, need, you to help, I need to help you today, mom. Right? That's the goal of all moms who want to be a tool in the hand of God. Sacrifice for the sake of your child. But it's also for the sake of the kingdom of God. In this house, in this room, listening to this message today, right? Not all faithful moms are raising Moseses or Billy Grahams. Some of y'all think you're raising demons. But all of you are great mothers. And like Jacob, you're doing the work which makes anyone great. And that's the work of imparting the knowledge of God to children. You remember that prophetic word that God gave us all those years ago? This ministry will only grow and be as strong as you take care of children. Why? Because God was talking about longevity. God was setting us up to be a ministry that did more than just survive the Sunday morning meeting. Longevity is the key around this house. And I need you to be honest, some of our best preachers, some of our best caregivers are these young men and women that are in this house right now. They sit among us and we have no idea. Some of the greatest stories told about the kingdom of God in this area are in the hearts and lives of the children that each and every week we have a little bit of touch with. The children that you're raising every day, mom. And you're tired and it costs you a lot. But watch Jochebed's wages. Is motherhood a sacrifice with no reward? No. Nothing done in God's will is without reward. I need to say that again. Nothing done in God's will is without reward. Somebody say amen. And I help me today. The wages that Jochebed herself would receive was not wages she got from Pharaoh's daughter. This just shows the humor of God. This just shows the incredible sovereignty of God. Watch this. I want you to begin to read your Bible like this. Think this way. Out of Pharaoh's treasury comes the support for the very child that God would use against him. Oh, he was paying for his own removal. It's so good. 
I can't make this stuff up. Pharaoh's subsidizing the personal training and planning of his own defeat. This is epic. Mom, what's your wage? Hourly, it can't be figured. It can't. It can't be figured. No, no one can put a price on it. On the basis of this, what we can conclude is that every sinner's money is used for the purpose of God. I, I just, here she is giving, I'm just, I, I got to move on. Moms, Jochava, she did not receive her wages in silver and gold, but in the same currency which she gave, that was life. She gave of herself, and the only adequate payment can be found in the results is the life of her child. She couldn't be satisfied with anything less. Her son now is in the best possible position for the good and education and power in his life that God could use for him to be the guy God needed to call to deliver them all. But it would all be for nothing if she wasn't committed to God. She received her wages when the test came. In the life of Moses to choose pleasure, to choose God over the pleasure of Egypt. Oh, that's good. Moses chose to go with God's people, and that was her riches. Hello, somebody. Only a mother's child can pay her the wages she desires. All other gifts without the gift of a child's love in a mother's life is simply inadequate. Come on, mom, say amen. One of the greatest historical examples that I want to give you is this. A brilliant teacher. A man who was rebellious in the beginning to his mother's religion. Her name was Monica. And she had a boy who refused her religion. And she grieved over the sinful life that he lived. But one day she received her wages a hundredfold. Come on, somebody. Her son's name was Augustine. He not only became a Christian... But he dedicated his life to the ability to extend and become who he was. And he is recognized as having the greatest influence on the New Testament church outside of the Apostle Paul. Augustine. A young son who in the beginning was rebellious against his mom and against God. I would say to you, based on my own study and learning about church history and, and the influencers in the kingdom of God and the church, that Augustine himself, because of who he was, the things he wrote and the things he did, still has continued influence in the church today. This mother, Monica, her greatest wage was doing God's work and watching God ordain it for his glory. Ooh. I'm going to say this to all the young people in this room. I need you to listen to me. Are you listening? The greatest gift you can give your mother has nothing to do with what you find in this world. Nothing. And it has everything to do with what you become. What you become as a young person is your gift to your mom. I can remember my dad challenging me as a young man. Him and I in an incredible argument. 
You, you just have to know Smith so he can be a little stubborn, a little hard-headed, opinionated. And as a young teenager, believing I knew more than my dad, hello, somebody. I remember shouting at my dad. I don't know what you want from me. And I remember looking me in the eye and saying, all I require of you is to be a good man. Be a good man. And I started off this sermon by saying that I feel like I'm a blessed guy because I have two moms. The dynamic of that in my life is not a burden. I don't get to see either one of them as much as I want to. But each one of them uniquely sowed something into my life. Hello, somebody. In different ways. That encouraged me that the greatest gift that I could give to my moms was to be a good man. Not to be a preacher. Not to make lots of money. Not even to not get into any trouble. Because Lord have mercy. I experienced the wire end of a fly swatter more times than not. Hello, somebody. The white, not the flap end. And I'm okay. I'm, well, that's debatable, but. Uh, Miss Amy, will you come? I want to say to every young person who's listening, your greatest gift you can give to your mom is what you become. No one will ever know the full measure and service of mothers. No one can do it. The love that they give us. And a hundred years from now, mom, a hundred years from now, mom, it's not going to matter what you fed your kids. It's not going to matter. The stuff you feel condemnation over. It's not going to matter what you gave them to wear. For all eternity, what's going to matter is, did your faith in God transfer to them in such a way, amen, that you are God's link to freedom in their life? That's who you are. You're saying, I, my child's never going to be Moses. How do you, how do why would you say that? You just don't understand how, what my child does. Moses killed some. Moses was a murderer. If God can redeem it, God can redeem it. I, I'm just telling you right now. The greatest thing any child can do for their mother is to be the answer to her life's labor. Hello, somebody. And I want to say to you in this room, you're listening right now. If you're not saved, give your mother a gift and give your heart and life to Jesus today, this very moment. This very moment. I don't know what kind of present you may be bought, card or flowers or those type of things. But what you become is your greatest gift to her. I want every woman in this house to stand. Even if you're not a mom. I want every woman in this house to stand. Come on, let's, let's give them a hand. Come on. Come on, bless them. You are blessed. You are God's link to freedom among us. You are. And there's no higher honor Than to have children who trust Jesus. Come on, somebody. That young man who came up to me and said, Pastor Don, I want your job. You know what? He's not the only young person I've looked in the eyes and said, One day I hope to give you the keys. Young women and young men in this place, come on. 
you have been linked to God's freedom through your mom. She's a joke of it to you. And who you become makes your mom a great mother. Come on. Come on. We live, worship, walk together in a house where children are saying they would rather be ministers in the kingdom of God than the president of the United States. Somebody's doing something right. Come on. Come on. It's all because of a mom. It's all because of a mom. Mom, can we pray for you today? And here's what I want to do. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ, while we pray, if you'll just come right up here, someone's going to come and pray with you. If you want to give your heart and life to Jesus, there is an act of obedience. You know what Jochebed had to do? She had to walk down the path to the river and place her son in the river. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm just trying to say, Mom, take an act of faith. Be a Jochebed. Do Do something in faith so that God can come along with your act and honor your service. If you don't know God today, I want you to give it. Right now, you can come as we pray and give your heart and life. If you are a young person in this room today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and you want to give your mom the greatest Mother's Day gift you could ever give her, I want you to come as we start to pray. And you know what, Mom? If your child comes to the front, you want to come? Come with them. Let's pray. Father, right now, right now in the name of Jesus, thank you for moms. Right now, God, we stand in your presence, God, and we don't want to let this moment go by. A moment, God, of faith, a moment of inspiration, a moment that leads us to decision, a moment that confirms in our heart calling. God, we don't want to just wash by and let the world steal a moment from us in, in, in some kind of marketing scheme where cards and flowers dictate our love. Instead, today, God, we choose to see a woman of God who made a decision and because of her decision became the link of God's freedom. We choose to battle for our moms right now in the name of Jesus. And so we say with every woman standing in this place, Satan, take your hand off of them in Jesus' name. We take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, O woman of God, and we cut you loose from the assignment of the kingdom of darkness in Jesus' name. We release you to be Jochebed. Receive freedom so that you can give freedom. Receive purpose so that you can give purpose. In this place right now, maybe there's a mom who has said, I have not been a good mom. And and you live in the shame and condemnation. Today is a new day for you. Old things have passed away and God wants to make all things new in your life. Maybe there's a young person or someone who's old who doesn't look at their mom properly because of some experience they've had. Right now in the name of Jesus, God is washing that away. We refuse to be a tool of Satan to keep us from freedom, to harbor unforgiveness in Jesus' name. Maybe there's a mom here who has unforgiveness for her own child because of something that happened. In the name of Jesus, we refuse to harbor unforgiveness. Just let it go right now, mom. Just let it go right now, mom. Just let it go. Let it go. Do your best and let God do the rest. Maybe there's a young person, maybe there's just a person, period, in this place who's held some unforgiveness in their heart towards their mother right now. In the name of Jesus, let it go. Let it go. Receive the newness of God in your life. Receive new eyes to see your mom in a different way. God, I pray you restore relationships so that the power of freedom can be felt through a mother's love. God, in this world of choice, mm, that our women choose life. And I pray for all the moms that may have been caught up in that in the past. God, 
God has brought forgiveness. And he has washed it as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. Receive the grace of God in your life right now in Jesus' name. And no longer will we receive the satanic idea that motherhood is not a thing of honor. That a mother, a mother is a thing of God. A thing of God that is an instrument of God to be used in a lost and dying world. We receive it with honor and we refuse to accept anything else. And we will battle out loud for our moms, for motherhood. It's unique in all of creation to carry, grow, and give life. Thank you for these women, God, who stand here right now. I pray a special blessing on every one of them. Let joy fill their heart today. Let your presence flow over them in a special way. Help them to see themselves as your link to freedom. Bless them in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, hey, would you give all the moms a big hand? Come on. Mom, we love you. Before we are dismissed, I personally want to say this to you. This ministry and the effect and power of who it is, is because of every woman in this house. As your pastor and from your eldership team, we thank you for being a godly woman. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around, tell someone, go be Jochebed. Hallelujah.